section six of harper's young people volume one issue eighteen march second eighteen eighty this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c harper's young people volume one issue eighteen march second eighteen eighty ned's snow house a true story little ned bancroft stood by the window and as he looked at the fast-falling snow and the sidewalks deeply covered he thought what a fine time i shall have this afternoon shoveling snow for it is friday and i shall have no lesson to learn his mamma then called to him come ned it is nearly nine o'clock you must start for school so off he trudged delighted with the idea of battling the storm his feet well protected with high rubber boots and his hands covered with warm mittens made by his loving grandmamma ned was an only child the pride of his papa and mamma and the great pet of aunties and uncles as for grandmamma she never tired of kissing his sweet round little face not long after he had gone to school it stopped snowing and men with large shovels were seen in the streets pulling the doorbells and asking what your snow shoveled mrs bancroft engaged one of these men and ordered him before cleaning the sidewalk to clear up the back yard by shoveling the snow into a pile in one corner as jane wanted to hang out the clothes when ned came home to lunch he saw with delight the great mound of snow the man had made and he resolved to make a house in it when school was over his aunt lou who lived in new york came in on her way to grandmamma's while ned and his mamma were eating their lunch and ned heard auntie ask his mother to go with her and mamma consented and he heard her say i will not get home before six o'clock how well he remembered this remark some hours afterward we shall see but at the moment he paid little heed to it as his mind was full of the afternoon sport he kissed them good-bye as he left the table and was soon back at school which was only a few blocks off ned was only ten years old but his mother had taught him to be careful with his books and toys and put them in their proper places when he had done with them when school was out he ran home put his spelling book on the shelf in his little room took out his shovel from the box where he kept his playthings and went into the yard he began to work immediately digging out a hole in the bottom of the pile of snow which was to be his house his shovel was small and it took a long while to make a place large enough to creep into but he enjoyed the sport tossing each shovelful of snow 
as high as he could and across the yard for a short time he had a companion eva roslin a little girl who lived next door who peeped through a crack in the fence and could just see him at work didn't i throw that shovelful high eva he called out oh i can hardly see you said eva i wish you would cut this hole larger ned i will some day replied ned but run and ask your mother to let you come in here and help me dig out my house well said eva and went indoors and upstairs to her mamma whom she found in the parlor talking with a lady who had brought her little girl to play with eva eva and her friend were soon busy with their dolls and baby house and poor ned was entirely forgotten he had by this time made his house just large enough to allow him to get inside he said to himself i will try it myself before eva comes and bending his head quite low crept into the hole the stooping position was very uncomfortable and he thought i must make my house higher inside and move slightly backward intending to get out suddenly he found himself unable to stir and entirely surrounded with darkness his house had caved in and the boy was deeply buried in the snow the brave little fellow although terribly frightened began at once to consider what was best for him to do he thought there were three ways in which he might get released from his imprisonment he had seen the clothes hanging on the lines jane would come out to take them down and when she did he would call to her for help if she didn't hear him then oh how well he remembered the hour mamma would be home at six o'clock he knew she always closed her blinds before lighting the gas he would call to her as loud as he could and she might hear him but he began to wonder a little how long should he have to wait if neither jane nor mamma heard him he must then wait for papa who would surely not sit down to dinner without searching for his little son he thought of eva but he didn't expect any assistance from her because he knew when she came to the door and didn't see him in the yard she would return home then he happened to remember what his teacher had told the class in school that very day that any one would soon smother to death unless he could have fresh air to breathe and he thought i shall soon use all the air in here if i could only make a little hole to let in some fresh air from outside he felt very tightly packed in his chin resting on his knees and his back almost bent double he tried so hard to change his position but could at first only move backward and forward the fingers of his right hand this he continued to do until he could slightly move his arm 
he worked with it until at last he felt the cold air blowing upon his hand how cold it felt but he kept it outside making as much motion with it as he could hoping jane would see it when she came out for the clothes and wondering what it was would come to his relief but he felt it impossible to hold his little hand out for long for it began to ache and grow stiff so he pulled it in and comforted himself with the ray of light that came through the hole and the thought of the fresh air he now had to breathe he hadn't once called out loudly for help as most boys would naturally have done for as we have seen he was thoughtful as well as brave and knew that if he cried out now when no one was near he might not have any strength left to call to jane when she came out or to his mother when she opened the window how slowly time passed the small ray of light was getting dim his courage began to fail when the sound of an opening door came to his ears it must be jane he thought and his heart beat faster with hope out she came singing loudly now rory been easy sweet kathleen would cry reproof on her lip but a smile in her eye and poor little ned's smothered voice was not heard as he called jane jane come and help me i'm under the snow it seemed to him but a minute before all was still again the clothes were taken from the line and jane was back in her warm kitchen without a thought of suffering ned one of his three hopes had failed but ned took courage it must be nearly six now for hardly any light was coming in through the hole and mamma would soon open the window to close the blinds how still he kept listening for every sound and at last his heart gave a thump surely that was the window opening not a second did he lose mamma mamma i'm here under the snow do come here he cried with all his strength over and over again is no wonder that the tears began to fall thick and fast from ned's eyes as the window closed and the dreadful still darkness was around him and the hope of making mamma hear him lost now he had only to wait for papa and our little hero stopped his sobs fearing he might lose one sound of those expected welcome steps he would try to be as patient as possible not a doubt entering his mind of papa's finding him mrs bancroft had come home and after taking off her cloak and bonnet as usual closed her blinds entirely unconscious of the little voice appealing to her for help she thought her boy was sitting in the library learning his lesson or was perhaps listening to one of jane's irish stories in the kitchen jane being very fond of him she had been his nurse when he was a baby yet mamma was rather surprised that ned had not run upstairs to see 
her after the long afternoon's absence she went downstairs to meet mr bancroft whom she heard opening the front door they walked together into the library papa saying where's ned he must be in the kitchen said mrs bancroft i've not seen him since i came home at six o'clock mr bancroft went into the hall calling aloud ned where are you how joyfully would ned have answered could he have heard papa's dear cheerful voice there was no response and mrs bancroft rang the library bell jane send master ned upstairs she said as jane made her appearance sure i've not seen him the whole afternoon ma'am mrs bancroft looked at her husband with an alarmed face saying where can the child be he never stayed out so late before after searching every room in the house they went to the front door looking in vain up and down the street mr bancroft then went to the houses of several neighbors whose little boys had often played with ned but none had seen him since school time the parents were now truly frightened for ned had never been in the habit of going anywhere without permission but now they thought he must have strayed away and some accident befallen him oh edward said mrs bancroft the tears falling from her eyes what shall we do to find our boy dreading to alarm her mr bancroft didn't mention his fears but with a heavy heart put on his hat and again went into the street his wife returning to the library convulsed with sobs where could he go but to the nearest station house thought ned's anxious father and started thither but when he reached the corner of the street he turned around again disliking the idea of going far from the house where it was most natural to see the boy i will go back and examine his playthings he has always been an orderly child i can easily tell whether he has used any of them this afternoon once more he entered the door and went directly to ned's room the spelling book was in its place but his overcoat and hat were not to be found the box of playthings was next examined it was open showing ned had been there and his little shovel was missing why he immediately went into the yard mr bancroft could afterward never tell it must have been a good fairy that led him to the back door where he stood a few seconds looking out into the darkness longing for a sight of the little face which always welcomed him home it must have been the same fairy that moved him to walk to the back of the yard where a black spot in the snow attracted his attention his heart gave a leap it was ned's shovel and what was that faint moaning sound that came to his ears was eva in any distress in the next yard he listened papa oh papa i'm here under the snow ned my boy where are you here papa under the snow 
with the same little shovel the father now worked with all his might cheering his child by the continued sound of his voice saying papa will take you out in a minute be a brave boy papa will soon get you mrs bancroft who was waiting indoors heard as she thought persons talking in the yard and opened the library window when her husband called to her send someone here to help me be quick ned is here under the snow jane overheard and rushed out with her coal shovel and began to dig with the strength and energy of a man and crying me darlin me darlin is it here ye are when at last the brave little fellow felt the loving arms of his father tight about him he simply whispered oh papa i'm so glad you came can any of my young readers imagine with what happiness both father and mother kissed and hugged their cold and stiff little darling they carried him with gentle hands into the house and hurriedly sent jane for the doctor as poor ned was now quite exhausted when old dr gray looked down at the child he said little but with a serious face administered stimulants and with his own hands assisted in rubbing back life into the almost frozen body of our young hero if ned had been many minutes longer buried in the snow this story could never have had such a cheerful ending end of section six recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c